Hey, Will. So we're back for Faith and Farming. Here we are. 2021. <laughs> something's, something's different edition. <laughs> something's very different edition. Yeah, it's been, been a long time. It's been a long time. It feels good. It feels yeah. good to be to be back in the space. Yeah. And um, we might have some guests <laughs> coming in here. <laughs> this is going to be our least formal podcast um, recording. So Robin and Leland have both joined. Hey, Robin Hi. and Leland. And it's all right. <laughs> Uh, Leland, can you give Amir and I some space? Yes. 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 Right. <laughs> so as you can see, I'm at home. Where are you? Yes, I am in my uh, in my home right now. I guess I'm starting to call it. I'm I'm living down in Virginia with my sister's family, and I'm currently sitting on their lovely screen porch, which as of tomorrow we'll be moving out of be moving <laughs> into a new home so i'm uh that's i was just about kidding. to ask is this new home or old home or this is the old home soon to be new old home yes exactly soon to be new old home yes that's that's where i am sitting it's chilly here today we have it is night. it is uh it is chilly here we have a frost warning here tonight and i don't have any plants to worry about so. <laughs> me neither <laughs> but, you know it's cold. I'm sitting with a blanket. It's uh, yeah, nice and warm. All right. Well, I'm glad. I feel warm too. I might put my hood on if I need a little extra comfort. Good. good um, good. why don't we begin with um? Do you you know since I don't think there's any reason to begin with regrets. <laughs> no. I don't even remember the last time we recorded a podcast. But why don't you just tell? Why don't you just say why? you wanted to do this. I kind of feel like this was something that was you, it you, my, I think yeah. you were, I think you were feeling it and I wanted yeah. to, but maybe that's where we could start. Yeah. You'll have to remind me what I told you specifically, but I, you know, I did feel before we, so the last podcast we recorded was prior to us knowing that we were going to get laid off prior to us knowing that Sony point center was, you know, in all purposes, like shutting down, (laughs) at least from what it used to look like or what we were attempting. And so um, I think I had, we talked about it back then, like, should we try and record something before we're like officially done? And it just, it never felt right. There was never really time. Like it was a combination of things, but also it never felt right to me either. I like didn't want to. <laughs> and there was like a, a technicality in there too of our something went wrong with our with, with our podcast media host that we oh, were right. to figure that we were paying the service we were paying. Right. And like so it, you know, there were I don't even know what it was. It was just like our payment stopped working. Yeah. And like so our our you know, like our podcast got like put on some kind of hold and then it was just like well, <laughs> I tried to like inquire about it and it didn't nothing seemed to materialize and I was just yeah. like I think this is just, let's just cancel the account. It's a sign. We're done. We're <laughs> done with this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think what, what really got me thinking about it was you had sent me a podcast to listen to, and this was after I had left Sony point, moved down to Virginia and I was 
on a road trip up to Wisconsin to visit my family and listening to it and just listening to the, it, you know, the, the podcast remind me what it's called. Uh, you're talking about still processing. Yeah. Still processing. Yeah. I was listening to that and, and just listening to the, the back and forth and, and just the, the, um, the energy that that like those kinds of conversations can bring about was like between two people who know each other well, who work together, who are friends, you know, like listening to that. I was just like, you know what, this might actually be really good. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I want to do this. And so that I, that's my memory of, of like what sort of sparked it again. Is that what I told you? What did I tell you? That, sound, that sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and definitely like, it's been a few weeks since then I've had moments where I was like, man, I don't really want to do it anymore. And then, you know, kind of go back and forth, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. There's definitely moments I've noticed over the past couple of weeks when we were like actually serious about trying to record. I was like, there were certain times where I was like, yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. feeling this. And other times like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. We're here. So we just decided over text that we're going to play one-on-one just like we used to. Yeah. You've indicated to me that you might have more than three questions. So I think that means that to me, that means you should start. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm not sure that I have three fully formulated okay. questions for you. I've okay. got two and I think I can make up a third. Okay. On the fly. Okay. That sounds great. That, be, that I think will be fun. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna yield to you. You're gonna yield. <laughs> okay. Um are you ready? I mean, should we start? Yeah, do you want yeah. to? Okay. I'm ready. okay. We're ready. So um I'll, I'll you know, I'll preface this one a little bit. So one of the things that came to my mind um when sort of immediately when, when, you know, we got the news that everything was sort of shutting down and we weren't really going to have a a role to play any longer. One of the things that, um, I don't think it's going to be an easy podcast. That's probably why I didn't want to do it. I um, it's okay. Take your time. One of the first things that came to my mind in how to, how to sort of hold and preserve and savor the, and appreciate, I think actually mostly the word is appreciate sort of the the opportunity and the blessing that we have so many of us have had with the the land at Stony Point Center and also I want to add into this question Keesler in particular um, for us but when I thought like when I was actually we were sitting in one of our last like staff circles and we were talking about like what are ways to um to, you know, to, to remember this place, to tell the story of this place, to tell the story of this land as we have known it. And first thing that came to my mind was like, I wanted to send out a message to all the people that I knew who had come here to send like 
stories or really like letters of gratitude to the land as like in like story form right as something to keep for those who come back to to read it or for you know those of us to hold and remember those things so my question for you is if you had to write a letter of gratitude to the land including including Kiesler and maybe only Kiesler I don't know um, cause I'll just say that I did write a letter of gratitude to Kiesler. <laughs> um, and if there's anything, anything that comes to your mind that you would write in this letter, what are a few things? Wow. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think there'd be a lot of thank yous. It could be just, mm -hmm. you know, like, <laughs> like every <laughs> sentence could start with thank you for, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what comes to mind is, and that, as you're saying that I kind of just started, it just sort of sparked me to think about, um, you know, like some of the early days of like, of starting to farm here, mm -hmm. and how different the, you know, like the land looked before, uh, you know, like all the, the lawns were, yeah. were turned into you know, like cultivated farming spaces. Um, you know, like I can just remember thinking like early on, um, just sort of, you know, almost, it was almost like this like sort of self-assurance that, um, you know, being in these conversations, like it was a pretty challenging, like, I think it was a challenging situation like for anyone to come into mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like learning a new place, and and learning how and, and like beginning to understand the community of living traditions and like you know one of the things I was saying this to somebody recently but like one of the things that was like pretty clear coming into the job that like Kitty made clear to me was how important it was that like this SPC staff position was going to integrate the community you know and how and how integrated it was going to be and like how important the relationships with the people who are part of the community would be to the to the job. Um, I can remember just thinking like early on, like there were, I mean, just with the people who were here at the time, you know, like um, April was here. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a guy named Jason who was here um, and like Miriam and Renee. I'm trying, I think that was kind of like, you know, before like Matt arrived, mm -hmm. kind of like, who were sort of involved in the farm and just kind of like you know going um you know walking around with them and and uh and even like going through some exercises of like what could these spaces do and what could they be you know as we're thinking about farming them and I kind of remember having this thought of like someday I'm gonna know this place really well Mm. right but like I don't know yeah. it. like I would get like almost like get lost on campus yeah <laughs> you know, it's like wait where am I going and which path uh -huh. do I want to take to get here and what's in those woods back there you know that kind of stuff and just remember I remember thinking like you know like I'm looking forward to really like you know knowing this place you know as well as the people I'm like with right now right yeah and I think that like, that's where like, you know, a letter of gratitude would be, um, you know, it, it was, it's like this idea, you know, this, this gratitude for, um, for 
the land kind of like revealing itself to me, I guess, and like yeah. allowing me to get to know yeah. all these different, you know, little places that are within it, you know? Yeah, are, yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, those, you know, like all those things and like, you know, some of these, some of these places, you know, within, I remember one, you know, one time we were, um, it was a staff meeting and uh, early on, I mean, this is like, you know, probably like my first or second year there. It was definitely when I remember like, well, maybe actually, you know, it might've been after Miriam left him, but it was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the question, like the icebreaker question where we went around the room and this is like one of these staff meetings where there's probably like 50 people. Yeah, in the room, right. like, it was like the auditorium was just like a huge circle of people. And the, the icebreaker question was like, what's your favorite place on campus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, and like I said, um, the compost pile uh-huh. and, um, and I remember like within a week, um, I was over there turning compost with the tractor and like, uh, it must've been summertime, mm-hmm. uh, because like the wind blew and, all like these like you know there's like there's like a really tall weed that like kind of like when it when it gets blown in the wind like it kind of looks like a dandelion you uh-huh. know but it's definitely not a dandelion you know? right right um, I think a lot of them started coming in the hoop house like in the last year or two like it, uh-huh. it's like but anyway like the wind blew and all these like seeds were just everywhere and it was just this really beautiful moment I kind of felt like it was this it was almost like you mm-hmm. know the compost pile area heard me say that in the meeting yeah. and kind of like gave me this gift of this like just really beautiful image mm. you know while I was you know kind of like while I was working I yeah. remember describing it to somebody once as like um it's like that scene in Avatar when <laughs> have you seen Avatar? <laughs> I've never seen Avatar. No I can't hold you right now and I, I'm actually right in the middle of talking with Amira so can you think you can yeah thanks Leon um but anyway there's this scene in Avatar when like the human person like goes uh-huh. into this you know like Avatar body on this you know other oh, right planet and like uh touch you know like kind of like touches this tree it's and it's this like sacred he doesn't know it but it's the sacred mm-hmm. tree and like there's all these things like floating in the air. And I remember like when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is like really cool. It reminded me of that, like, of just kind of like magical moments. Since you haven't seen it, it doesn't work. I rewatched yeah. Avatar recently. Did you? Uh, yeah. And, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Really? It's like, it's, yeah. It's like three hours. It's I, wow. Yeah. I've, I've heard so many different things about that one, um, but never got a chance to watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of valid criticisms of it. Um, <laughs> And but I just like there's a lot that I like about it. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy watching movies. That's such a great story. Well, I never um, need to tell that story. So yeah, so I mean, like you know, things like that, I guess would be like you know mm-hmm. what would be. I'm sure that you know, like I'm and I'm sure I could probably you know if I really like sat down and wrote. I mean, I could probably write volumes of like yeah. moments like right. that. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, just all you know, like all of the beauty, you know over the years through the seasons um and all of that you know like where you know it's funny like when I walk around now and I just you know I kind of just think about how you know like as we are all going to be 
moving on, all the people in the community, you know, and the people who live here, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, who is going to know this place, you know? And that's, and it's just like kind of this unanswered open question of like, you know, you know, like hopefully somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. That's true. Right. Who are the people who are going to know this place? But when I think about that question, it's like the bees know the place. Yeah. The there's deer this, there, know the place. There's been this fox coming around at night uh, by our house. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's been like, just, you know, how they, you know, the noises they, they make. Like Yelp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that I didn't hear it the first night. Um, but David next door and, and Sarah both heard it the first night. Then the second night, I thought it was Leland screaming. I know, I know. It's so disconcerting. It sounds like a wailing child. Like yeah, it really does. It yeah. sounds like a human voice. Yeah. Very, very weird. Well, there's some foxes that you know probably oh, know the place. Yeah. I get to know it better if we're all gone. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. That's that that is that a is that a sufficient um, yeah. response? That's a great response. All right. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I will ask you a question. Um, since, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want to ignore this holy time that we're in because mm -hmm. it's Ramadan. Mm -hmm. Are we about a weekend or so? 10 days. 10 days. Yeah, okay. a third of the way. A third of the way. Yeah. We're shifting from what's the thematic shift from the first third to the it's second? From third? Mercy to forgiveness. Mercy to forgiveness. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought I wanted to kind of open up the space for you to maybe share. You know, you had started, I think you had sent an email to the community about just some Ramadan memories. Yeah. But I wanted to to get you to to zoom in a little bit more than just if there are any specific Ramadan farming memories that you mm. have you know, here in Keesler that really stand out to you or just not necessarily, or just like what comes to mind when you think about farming during Ramadan, yeah. Stony Point Center, um, yeah. and at Keesler. And at Keesler. Um, yeah, I think, I think some of the memories that come to my mind was, I think it was my first season. It was that, you know, the first season where it was like, oh, I don't know, it's going to work. We'll see. You know, I had no sense of what my body would do. And, um, and as we've talked about before, like fasting oftentimes puts you in a different sort of, I don't know, everything sort of slows down, puts you in a different headspace, especially a few days in after the fog kind of lifts. Um, and I, I have this distinct memory of, um, watering the greenhouse and this was, you know, this was six years ago. So it was much deeper into summer, um, and not a spring Ramadan situation. And I, I just remember being so thirsty and 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 having this like hose full of cold cold like scrumptious looking water coming out of this hose and and not having like just feeling i i think it was it was really this feeling of like contentment 
and um in being able to like in being able to water those plants that were really under my care right like if we didn't water them if you if you if you mess up and you don't water the greenhouse like you'll lose your plants <laughs> if they're in those seed trays right like long. Yeah. and that was something that 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 you had you know um it was clearly understood when I was beginning there, like, this is an important task that we, you know, are sure to do on a schedule. And, and I just remember standing there, like watering these plants and just having a different, I felt like I had in that moment, like a different relationship to plants, like from that moment as someone who was intentionally fasting, not consuming water and making the choices within, within myself, like not to be, um, satiating a like basic need like needing water and but these plants like needed me to do that if they were going to survive and so I had this like it just felt like a different relationship to plants from that moment on it was just like we're all in need of this of this substance to exist and survive and part of my like part of my tradition is to hold back from it to understand myself better but I still have this like ability to still give and to, to water these plants. Um, so, and that's, that's, I think one of my first memories of, of fasting in Ramadan. Um, and another one that comes to my mind, especially more recently is just the, the experience of, um, of Ramadan. I can't remember what year it was, but when Roger was farming with us. It had to have been 2019. no. It wasn't 19. I think it was 18. 18? Okay. I think so. You're probably right. Yeah, I think it was 2018. Anyway. Um, and that that was, you know how sometimes you don't know what you're missing until until you experience it? Like having the experience of fasting along someone else while farming was just like it was such a gift to be able to like have this shared experience um, in, in the things that you like your mind goes to the things that you're reflecting on. There's just like a different level of connection because you're both going through it. Like you're both fasting and farming, right? Like, and having the experience of doing that along with Roger while farming um, was really, I really appreciated that, that year. And then the memory that comes to my mind is, when we were sitting in the uh, recording a podcast, we recorded a podcast in the barn there. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, that was yeah. Really that was really fun. Um, so yeah, that was that's another that's another farming memory of like this realization of like, oh, it's really like it's really enjoyable to be fasting with someone else while farming. It's no. like a really nice way of saying like you're not really the best farming companion. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I was telling you. I didn't know I was missing it. Like I didn't realize I was missing anything. That was the part where I was saying, you're not yeah, a bad farming. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a really nice, that was a really nice stretch. Yeah. Yeah, farm, you know, that was a that was like just a really nice month, I guess. Yeah, that was a really nice month. It was a lot of um a lot of shared, shared reflections and and time in the field. Um yeah, focused around Ramadan with someone else. So that was that was great. I think I think those are the ones that 
that I can think of at the moment. Does that, that suffice? <laughs> um, okay. So I'll ask this question and it can be broad. The answer can be broad. You can take it however you want. So have there been rituals, prayers, or teachings from your spiritual roots um, that you've that you've sort of had as a, a practice or like a, a balm in this time of extreme loss and transition? Are there things that you've gone to um, that, that have spiritual roots for you? Doesn't necessarily need to be like Christian specific, but like spiritual roots. In this time? Yeah. What do you mean in like this, in this like, time of like transitioning away from the farm and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just like prayer. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I could be yeah. more specific. I mean, yeah. like, you know, um, yeah, there have been, you know, like, um, I guess like one of my practices that's pretty helpful that, I, that has been like, I mean, like, because you use the word like a balm, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that that's related to like that's been kind of like a prayer practice for me um recently um especially but like in, you know over the course of the last few months but even kind of before is just like i mean and i would say like right now um just with like the the flow of my life with with the kids and stuff um like my prayer life is a lot different um because like my mornings are just like often truncated like almost mm -hmm. immediately I'm up alone the you know like that would be a time that like you know early morning is when I would like do a lot of you know like when I would I really enjoy like taking time to pray yeah um, and now like a lot of times like as soon as I get back from opening the chicken coop you know like someone's awake or mm -hmm. by you know, usually it's like I'll make a cup of coffee and I kind of feel like the you know like the prayer is like lasts as long as I'm drinking the coffee yeah <laughs> 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 yeah but then like if a kid wakes up it's sort of it, you know it, it, it changes yeah. it changes yeah. <laughs> the vibe's a little different it yeah it changes the scenario <laughs> but um so like I go on a walk around the neighborhood here um that like goes like mm -hmm. up a hill like up the hill on cricket town and then goes over and it kind of like the last leg of it is when like uh I turn you know like I'm up at the top of the hill behind uh, where Sweetwater Cultural Center is. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to stop there uh, and and offer a prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and like we were talking about this the other day, right? Like um, mm -hmm. one of the things, like when we talk about like um, land acknowledgements and going beyond like land acknowledgements, the like one thing that's important to do for people of faith like us is to like offer prayers and say prayers for the people who are you know, who are here, whose ancestors are, you know, like the original peoples of mm -hmm. land. And so like, that's like a place, you know, like I've, you know, like that's part, like that's kind of how I start like every prayer, yeah. in that, in that, like in that, you know, walk. Mm. Um, and that's been really helpful to me because I think it like helps me um, kind of decenter myself from like mm -hmm. this whole situation and kind of like remember, um, lots of things right yeah. like, 
you know, remember, you know, who's still here, remember the people who are, you know, who are working to preserve land and water. One of the cool things about this spot is that you can see the Hudson from it, especially this time of year. Um, you know, you have a much clearer view when there's not as many leaves on the trees. And so kind of see the land and the water, you know, mm -hmm. in that, in that, you know, space. So that's been, you know, like a helpful thing for me to kind of like, I think it just kind of helps me put in perspective, you know, in some ways, mm -hmm. like where, you know, like kind of like who I am and where I am and, you know, like what my, you know, like how I see myself and my work, you know, like in, yeah. in, in this place and that kind of thing. Um, and, it, and it, you know, kind of, it helps me, you know, kind of remember, yeah, I mean, some of the things that I think are most important to like the work that we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like on some of those walks, like, I mean, you know, like not that long ago, um, like, I mean, I just like knelt down by the grandmother maple and like mm. offered prayer there, you know, just on the way, like, you know, at the end of that walk one time, because I just felt like doing it, it felt right, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if anybody, like, it was, you know, it's probably like 11, you know, o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. Like, I was gonna run into anybody, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> but, um, or if anybody was like in Evergreen, like who? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, so that's been like a helpful practice. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing that um, that kind of occurs to me that's sort of like connected to the question that you asked is, um, you know, one of the things that that like it occurred to me that I thought would be kind of helpful for the community, mostly because I was sort of just like doing it on my own. Well, yeah. I was usually with Robin. Um, yeah. Cause like once the weather warmed up enough to like go outside, it was just like Robin loved, like for the, especially for like the first like week or two, she would just literally like walk everywhere around campus. And I would yeah. just follow her or like, or try, you know, try to steer her in certain ways. Now yeah. she likes being carried a lot more. Like, I mean, <laughs> probably like you know if I'm lucky it's like 60% of the time she walks <laughs> she'll, she'll be carried and sometimes it's more um but and I was just kind of going or all that to kind of say like I was you know just kind of going around to different trees and like was thinking about the tree walks we used to do on Tubishvat mm -hmm. and that was when like I sort of had this idea that we could do a Stations of the Cross tree walk mm -hmm. for Good Friday that we did recently um, which, you know, to me was, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing because like, you know, to do that, um, I guess I'll just say like to do it alone or just like me and Robin and like to kind of wander mm -hmm. and kind of stop at these different trees for me was like a, a much different vibe than kind of like doing it together. Yeah, <laughs> you know? For sure. Like I can kind of like get into way more like solemn spaces mm -hmm. when I'm alone, mm -hmm. where like in you know, doing that communally, mm -hmm. it can kind of go from like light and fun to like pretty serious. And it, you know, just kind of, you know, and when we did it with the kids, you know, too, like, mm -hmm. like to keep moving, you know, right. when people start getting like, you know, it's like, you know, if every, if we're going to go around the circle and every tree and have people share, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> without a timer, you know, yeah. <laughs> There's an kids don't allow for yeah. it so so you know it's just like it's just kind of like a different vibe but it's also really fun to do that with the kids and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and be in those spaces with the kids especially with like the trees that were planted with their placentas you know right right so, um but that was that was something that was sort of just like a not 
some, you know, something from my tradition that I'm not super familiar with mm. that, um, but also it just felt like a, you know, like, um, the right connection, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of the, the right overlay for me, it made a lot of sense, you know, just sort of like the idea of it's like, you know, the stations of the cross, like it's these 14 different moments in, you know, in Jesus's last day before crucifixion. Right. You know? And so like, it's a, it's a, it's a morning Mm-hmm. You know, exercise. Right. Like an exercise in grief. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that, you know, like I kind of feel like I've just sort of been doing that, you know, for the last few weeks. Yeah. You know, different spots, different trees. You know, usually, you know, it's like the trees are good markers for that. And as mm-hmm. different ones are flowering and, you know, this time of year and putting on buds and that kind of thing, it's been, um, it's been something that's been, I don't know, just helpful. Yeah. And it's been, it's meant a lot to me to be able to kind of like, you know, have the, have the space to just mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, because what, you know, walking around with a one-year-old like, yeah. very fast. Right. I mean, right. Robin if she's runs, sometimes <laughs> she can move, but like sometimes she'll just start like picking up gravel and yeah, it. they get distracted pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll just, they, yeah. Know, they keep busy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and something about the embodied, the embodied practice of, you know, walking and, and it's sort of like a, a form of like pilgrimage to each tree, right? Like an embodied experience, which I, I know for me personally, like the embodied forms of worship are so much more, um, I don't know, they just hold so much more weight for me like they do so much more and like that sort of stations of the cross where you're you're moving you're physically moving from one thing to the other like it's a full body experience which um is like is what you're describing which yeah definitely can be helpful yeah yeah it's it's true it's it's like a different thing and it's Mm -hmm. yeah it just feels more i don't know like holistic or something yeah or experience yeah I'm glad that I'm glad that you all were able to do that. Yeah, it was nice. That was great. It was really nice. I thought it was cool too that I think uh, Amy was like uh, on the signal thread, like kind of like sending pictures. Yes, pictures in each one. So it was like, yeah, you know, like the people who weren't able to be there could kind of see that it was happening. Yeah, so it was so great. To, like, include people without like you know in a non-zoom <laughs> right right in a non-zoom way where you all could still really just be there yeah. I thought that worked out really well I was yeah. pleased that like I was like oh that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah. that was great that was great so all right so Thank it's my you. turn to ask you a question right yeah okay I think we're officially shifting to the point where I don't anticipate asking any questions anymore uh-huh. that don't have to do with music I that's what I figured <laughs> You just got one that was that was without it. Okay. So, um, so we've been listening to a lot of the same music because I've mm-hmm. been sharing a lot of music with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's these two um, these two albums mm-hmm. that, in particular, I think that you've listened to enough that we can talk about them. So one okay. is by this band called Wild Pink, mm-hmm. and the album's called A Billion Little Lights. Mm-hmm. And this other one is by this band called The Antlers. Although mm-hmm. I've seen it in some in some music reviews them just being called antlers, which I like a lot better for some reason. 
uh, and this album is called Green to Gold, mm-hmm. right? And I was, I, we were kind of, we've exchanged a few texts and talking about when we're listening to him and stuff like that. And um, I told you that on that Antlers album, that mm-hmm. my jam was the song called Wheels Roll Home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, uh, and then there's, you know, uh, I think that like where I've kind of landed, although, yeah, I'll, yeah. So where I've kind of landed uh, with um, A Billion Little Lights is there's this track at the end, um, or near the end called Track Mud. You okay. Know? I don't know, but like there, one, of the, one of the lyrics that's like repeated in a chorus is like, it's like, just come home. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. just come home. Yes. And I was just thinking about this idea of home, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this, this music has kind of been helping me, like, think about that, you know, as we're, um, you know, like, as we're getting ready to transition to a new home. Um, and I just kind of wanted to ask you, I think, the yeah, I just, I, what I wanted to ask you is, um, what does, like, what does home mean to you or like what are like what are the characteristics of home Hmm. for you gosh I really like this question and it's yeah okay so Well, first I'm going to share this memory because this is the first thing that comes to my mind when I when I hear this question. So uh, home can mean so many things, but this memory that I have is one that I realize what home needed to feel like for me at a certain time. Like home can be, what home feels like can mean different things in different times. Okay, I don't know if that makes sense, but... Okay, so this was back in 20, I don't remember what year it was. Someone will will remind us. But Sarah and and I had just flown back from Immokalee. And we had, Rick and Kitty picked us up. I think Sarah, yeah. And I don't know what it was, but I was just, exhausted like for some reason just really tired I don't remember what was the next day whatever it was I was just so tired and I had this as we were like getting in the car as we were leaving or you know coming back to Sony Point Center I had this feeling this just like such a strong like deep deep desire to go home I just wanted to go home and then I was like like, where is that? You know, because I knew it wasn't like going to Sony Point Center because that's where we're going. And that wasn't what I was feeling. Like I didn't that I knew that wasn't gonna like fill that void. And then I was like, well, go to my like where my parents live in in Port Washington. Like, and I was like, no, that doesn't I don't feel like home either. Like that's not what I need. Like that's not the home I need. And then I like went to the like it's all happening in my head, or I was just like where's the next place? And the next place that came to my mind was my childhood home. Like the house I was born in, the, like all of that. And, and I realized in that moment that that's what I was looking for. Like, 
That's so hold on a second. Did I, I lose you? Yeah, like I totally lost you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting a message saying my internet connection is unstable. It's unstable. Uh, okay. So the last thing I heard you say was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the recording captures it. Who knows? It, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> was um like you were in the car and like you were kind of like, you know, it was like you know, I want to be home, but it's not, I want to be home at Sunny Point Center. And there was like, right. a, we were talking about, is it my parents' place in Fort right. Washington? It no. wasn't. So no. it wasn't my parents' place in Fort Washington. And then like my mind went to the other like physical home that the only other one I've ever had. And it was my childhood home. Like, and so I thought about that. And that's when like, it came rushing in that that was, that's where I wanted to go. Like, I just wanted to go home like it was the place I was born it was like like where where everything like where I was raised right and so when you say you were born there you mean you were born in literally house. born yes like yes literally literally born in that house um and and so I I realized then I was just like oh, that's what I want. Like, I just want to go home in the sense of like, I just want to be held in this like cocoon of safety and comfort, I think is what it was in my mind, right? Where it's just like in that place where uh, I think it was like in a place of childhood where you didn't have worries or you didn't, like there wasn't much else to be thinking about. Maybe that's what it was. But anyway, so I think that's just a story of home when I was, when, when I had like a realization of what, like, what is home to me? Like, what does that actually mean? And in that moment in time, that's what it felt like. And obviously I couldn't go back to that home. That was, that's no longer our home. Like it is no longer a place that exists for me to go to in that way. Um, but it, but it was this, this sense of sense of safety, a sense of comfort and um, and familiarity is is a place that feels like home. And so um, there are a couple other things I want to say about home. And so that before, can I can yeah. I just interrupt you for a second? Yeah. What you just said kind of reminded me of um, I'm just going to connect this back to some music we both heard. Yeah. Um, there's that song by Jason Isbell, The Last of My Kind. Uh-huh. Describe as a very sad song. I just kind of think it's beautiful. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but there's, he says, um, you know, I think the line is, Daddy, always, Daddy said the river would always take me home, but the river can't take me back in time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So as right now, as as I'm in, existing in this like, I'll call it an in-between space because that's what it feels like. Um, and what I've, what I've learned, and I really learned this with like all the different, I felt like I had different phases 
living at Stony Point Center, there are like this, like these different phases in terms of how I felt connected to the place as a home. And it's it shifted and changed. And I I know like for myself, there are like these distinct times where it shifted from feeling like just a place to a home to anyway, those like there's distinct differences. And part of what I'm learning in this time and this in-between space of not having a, a like a home that I call my own, right? Is something that really, really grounds me in, in a place. And I found this out about, about Stony Point and living there as if I'm able to find water that I can go to and, and be at and visit like consistently, I've realized that that allows me to start um, building a sense of home for myself. And I think it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's the lifeblood of the land, right? Like that you're on is finding, finding that place where like, I feel, I feel connected in that way. And for me, it was like Sebago, like it was like Sebago at, um, in Stony Point where my parents live now. It's like Michigan where I grew up. It was the Milwaukee river. Like there was always some form, like a, a body of water. And, um, and so I actually just two days ago found that place here and, and I say this because I can actually feel a difference. Like, and it, I, I've, it, it sort of became like a solidified realization that, that this is what helps me like create home. And that is like finding this. And where I found is like, a, it's like a trickling little brook. Like it's not a huge lake, right? It's, it's, and so that, that creates for me a sense of of home in a way that other things just don't and um i'm grateful to have found that out because um in between is not my favorite place to be <laughs> it can um it has its it has its uh pluses and minuses and so that's something that i that i am finding I find the water I can start finding home um yeah I think wow I think that's that's my answer that's great thanks for that one okay um okay oh the other well maybe I'll, I'll say this later Unless, no, we're probably not going to go back to that album. So that Good. album, I just want I just want to talk about it a little bit. Me too. Okay. So what I found interesting about this album. Which one are we talking about? We're talking about the A Billion Little Lights. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
so what's what's so you gave this to me you, you shared this album with me when I was packing up the house that I was living in and um and you know you thought it would be like a, a, a nice thing to listen to doing that and I totally agree and really appreciate it and I realized recently so what's interesting about this album and I thought of this before I read an article about it but it definitely has like um some of the songs have like a Bon Iver like uh esque feel to them right and so I can't remember which album it was but I listened to a Bon Iver album on repeat for a while and it was in a similar like time of my life like an in-between time and so I think that was also one of the reasons why I really appreciated this album because it brought back this like those times come and go like and and this is part of like this is just this is a cycle like this is part of a cycle and but also the one the one thing that I really appreciate about this album is it has like fantastic um they do a fantastic job of transitioning between songs it's like this it I mean I'm sure there's there's probably some like word for it I don't know I but it it is it's sort of seamless right like it it goes describe it as seamless well I was I guess I would say like it it does what it's supposed to do you know you're switching from one song to the next but it like carries you from one to the other and some part of me feels like to me that's like a prayer like it's a prayer that that can like happen in these just in the in-between time that there can be this like not seamless but like an intentional artistic beautiful like transition yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so that's that's what I got. I think um, so. Wait, first of all, is the is the Bon Iver or Bon Iver? Bon Iver, yeah. I don't know which one. That you is it the one with Skinny Love? I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's what, that's what it sounds like it, I and mean, that's the one I've listened to the most. Yeah. Well, maybe it ever only, the only one I've. Ever yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah. Um, so I think of that album, like what you're describing with this transitions, I think of that album as more like a sandwich where, <laughs> so there's 10 tracks on this album. Okay. And the first four to me are like seamless, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like those first four, it's just like those first four songs are just like one long song in my head. It's just like, oh, this is beautiful. But then there's two in the middle that I feel like really stand alone is just kind of like, the two they're like the two tracks that I would think of as like singles mm-hmm. like if it was like if there's gonna be like a song from this album on the radio it'd be one of those two songs yeah is the um I think it's called overshare is anonymous and you mm-hmm. can have it back mm-hmm. right and you can have it back is the one that like I just don't really like I just don't feel like it fits mm-hmm. on the album um sonically mm-hmm lyrically and thematically it fits to me but like it just kind of it's so catchy and it's like it's the one that's always in my head and it's the yeah, one I yeah the most and it's it's kind of the most accessible to, in a lot of ways it's got yeah. the dude 
songs in it. Yeah, yeah. And then the last four tracks to me feel a lot like the first four, where it's just like mm -hmm. it's just all kind of it just all sort of unfolds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the but I feel like those those two in the middle kind of like are this point, like you know, like those two are sort of like mm. separation points. But mm -hmm. I do think that like it's a very, I mean, like you know, and I think that like I mean, I don't know if the term concept album necessarily applies to a billion little lights, but it's definitely thematic. Mm -hmm. and that like it's about you know like I think like on the surface and lyrically it's about like a breakup right but, um but I think that like that's sort of a you know like a portal to like a lot of I mean to like a lot of the things we're feeling about you know like you know the transition that we're going through from like Stony Point Center and the land right to, you know like to these other things mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah but it's yeah like that you know that album to me is it's really interesting because like i i think one of the things that i like about it is how kind of like the journey of it is um you know like if you you know in this sort of like you know kind of assuming this like relationship between two people like mm -hmm. that i think like you know um it's almost like the story of like you know what it feels like when that relationship begins and like how beautiful that is and that's what to me like those mm -hmm. first you know like right. things and like and since we're since we're um you know like not beholden to um <laughs> to the like to the podcast yeah that i'm gonna just like quote some things that that have some, some profanity in it because <laughs> like, when i read the review of this like you know i didn't hear it the first time i heard the song but like in that overshare is anonymous song like the line that i just always like you know just think it's really funny it's like it's like you're a fucking baby but your pain is valid too right <laughs> i love it um <laughs> you know and like <laughs> and then like it transitions into this like idea of you know like i just think there's a real peace at the end mm -hmm. with you know like with it being over mm -hmm. and like there's like that song there's one song i think it's the second to last one where it's like something like um you know, like all, like you deserve all the good things that come to you. Yeah. You know, like, being able right. to like, tell that to somebody that you've like split up with. Right. Is, like, I just think like, a, you know, it's like, oh, that's like part of like moving on and like right. actually move, like, you know, like moving through something, you know, mm -hmm. and like, but um, yeah, like there's something about this album too that like is very, to me, like, there, so there's a lot of like East Coast, West Coast in it. Mm, which, is, okay. which is interesting you know like there, you know like and I know in part because like just like on the Spotify like you know like image of the artist like the person is wearing like a New York Mets hat okay you know, yeah like, there's a there's a line in, and I think in that track mud song that I was telling you about like where he says like it back east the dogwoods are in bloom mm -hmm. but then there's like tracks that are called like Pacific City and like right. talks about like San Francisco yeah like, kind of like you know these two coasts and like the distance between them is interesting and like kind of, but also thinking about those two places as being like part of a connected whole is interesting to right. me. So right. there's, there's kind of a lot going on there that I like, that I think about when I, when I listen to it, like sort of, you know, like how, I don't know, like separation and connection are, can sometimes be like simultaneous. I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But The other thing about the album is also like, there's a lot of um, like lyrics with 
imagery of nature, just like yeah, throughout. Well, there's like the forsythia in the spring and the jasmine on the fence and like right. yeah, there's so much of that. There's so much of it, and the thing is like like I was often listening it, it listening to it in the background, and then I would just like th- those are just some of the words that really just like stand out. They just like pop out and then part of the transitions and some of them there's actual bird song this this is the album right yeah there's actual like bird song and I would often like look over and be like is the window open and then I look and I was like no this is this is like this is playing <laughs> on my yeah. phone right now we were talking about that because of that um I was pointing out to you that Adrian Linker solo mm-hmm. CD where like, you know, like where you know, it's like, we both read about how she had like, right. this and just like a, at like a cabin in Western Massachusetts or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like how like the mute, like the bird songs you hear in that album are like actually happening. Right. While she's playing the music versus right. like, I'm pretty sure that like in a billion little lights and, and in fact, actually like and in green to gold, cause there's a lot of like cicadas and things like that in that album. Right. Right. Um, those are like, late like late on afterwards and I think like the difference in you know like those I think it's like worth noting that like I don't think that like they like that song was recorded while those birds were singing right as much as like they like found like you know they went and and and, like recorded audio with the purpose of like yeah yeah I mean like I don't have a problem like I don't think it's like makes it like less authentic it's it's just like to me it like actually feels different like you know it's like when you know like when I listen to Adrian Linker's song I'm like those birds are singing while she's playing this song right you know and it's just a different it's a a totally different thing yeah someone wants to say hi to you hi Leland good to see you I I have no pants on I really? I heard it's cold outside. No, we're not done. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not outside. Oh, good. Yeah. Stay warm. Hang in there, kiddos, mama. Okay. Um, we're moving. Okay. Where are we moving? We're, I think we're moving on. To are the, you ready? Your turn to ask a question. Yeah, it's my turn to ask a question. This is a point where I have a hard time figuring out how to actually ask this question because I know it's way too big of a question but I wasn't able to get more specific um I I think I want I think what I I think what I'm asking is if you could choose two two to three songs that like you that you like are your main songs right now like oh yeah in all of this okay so like can you share and and then why yeah um this is great i'm so glad you asked me about yes (laughs) because i think this goes you want you know we were um talking about like um this will give me a chance to talk a little bit about the the broken heart mix that I made for you. Okay. Yes. Cause you had asked me, um, you had asked me like which one my favorite is. And like, mm-hmm. I, you guessed like half the songs on the mix and you still couldn't I get it. I still couldn't get it. Yeah. And you guessed yeah. mine immediately. Like you didn't immediately. even wait a second. I was like, dang, I really. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so i want to talk about that drink the lake song okay yeah you never told me why yeah so this song it's called it's called drink the lake it's by this artist i think it, i i mean it's a band called ian sweet but it mm-hmm. kind of that throws you off the scent because it's definitely like a female voice i i don't know any women named ian but okay maybe you know like i don't know i it's think it's possible. just like i don't think it's like a person's name i think it's just like that's the name of the band yeah right um so yeah so like i had and you know what i want to say about this right now too is that um before i get like too far down this road is that I kind of had this realization about all the music that I've been listening to and like mm-hmm. how at this time, like I would say kind of like since like COVID started, um, listening to music that's come out like during mm-hmm. this time has been so important to me. It sort of, sort of hit yeah. me. It's like, I'm listening to all this music that's like coming out now. Yeah. And I think that that's like, I don't think that's like an accident. I think it's like, the things that like artists are experiencing and like putting into music yeah. is, is, is like speaking to me right now. Right. Um, and I just think that that's kind of like interesting that like, I can't really think of like another point in my life other than when I was just like listening to the radio a lot, like as like a teenager, mm-hmm. um, that that's been the case. Like usually I'm just like listening to stuff that like is old that I love. And I do that a little bit still, but like, yeah. I just realized how important it's like, I'm really like, longing for something that can like speak to this moment yeah uh, which it's just kind of an interesting thing for me but um mm-hmm. so anyway so the song drink the lake um i like this song for a lot of reasons it is like i i really just like how it like i really like how it sounds like mm-hmm. it's got like i think the production is like really good you know it's you know there's just like there's a fullness to it like i just feel like sonically it just kind of like fills my ears in a way that like i wanted to that I want to hear it, but there's multiple things going on in this song that like, that I think matter to me right now. Um, one is there's like, so she does a lot of like moaning in the song, mm-hmm. right? And I think that like the sound that she's making, um, and this song is also like probably about like a breakup, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. I think that it, the album is called like, show me how to disappear or something. It's just like, the, you know, like, and that the title track from it is I thought it was pretty good. I don't really, haven't really gotten into like listening to the whole album because some of it, it, I find it kind of sonically unpleasant, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, the way that she kind of like moans it, mm-hmm. it, throughout the song, like is there's something to that of like the, you know, like sometimes like words just aren't, sufficient and the the way that she makes these sounds like feels like you know like the sounds I want to make or I've definitely had like conversations with um you know with like family members grieving lost loved ones that talk about like how the sounds that come out of them Mm -hmm. when they're crying and when they're grieving are like they don't even know where they're from right right? and it's like and that's definitely like something like I've experienced too a little bit like over the last year like as I've lost people mm-hmm. and so that so like that mm-hmm. kind of like repeated like moaning is something I really like in that song and I think that like lyrically um the chorus is like I'll start saying your name backwards so I'll yeah. and like there's something about it's almost like this it's like an incantation mm-hmm. it's like a spell mm-hmm. like I'm gonna like I'm going to try this 
to because like i'm so wounded that like i don't even want to remember like this experience you know like and i think there's just something like powerful not to say that like that's how i feel about like but like i think i kind of like understand feeling that way even though like i don't necessarily like want it to happen and i think that that's sort of like maybe what the song's about also yeah yeah you know like in some ways right like so and i and i just think that like yeah lyrically like there's a verse like you give me the flower without the stem i don't know how it begins just how it ends like that that imagery is like really interesting to me too because it's like i guess that it's ironic that like if you're holding a flower like you're holding the beginning in your hand mm-hmm. and yet like you can't recognize right. that um that like the beginning is there you know it's like right. sort of, like the beginning and end are like both right there present with you and, mm-hmm. and it's like you can only see one thing and like how you know like what it feels like to um to only be able to see so much right you know like it's yeah. Sort of, like, yeah, yeah. That, like kind of having like that song kind of like helps me like with the distance of like like you know I'm in the situation where I can only see certain things but like there's more to see and like I can and, like sometimes I kind of have to choose mm-hmm. and remind myself to like choose what I'm seeing like in some of the like in, in some of this you know like kind of just in this situation where we're you know like yeah. at Stony Point Center with you know the PMA like here and like right gone and all that kind of stuff yeah so that so that song is definitely like you know that's like one of those songs like there are just songs that like um and this just happens every once in a while like I come across a song and I just want to listen to it over and over <laughs> and that that song is like that for me like it's still mm. like now it's just like I was listening to it earlier today yeah but um so anyway so that's one okay um I'll say like on a similar you know I don't I don't think I'll get too deep into this one but just to go back to green to gold which uh-huh. I think is like a really good album and like I told you that like I think it's like I told you I thought it was like an interesting companion to to a billion little lights mm-hmm. I think they're like really similar in a lot of ways yeah. like I, I'd say like I feel the same way about um you can have it back that I do about just one sec which really I yeah where yeah. it's just like it definitely okay. yeah is, but like it's really it's sort of the catchiest song like mm-hmm. and it's sort of like I don't necessarily always want to hear it when it comes up but like mm-hmm. I listen to it anyway. Uh, and it's powerful, <laughs> yeah. Know? But um, and they're kind of both like positions pretty similarly in the right in the album. center, yeah. Um. So anyway, but uh, but the 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 song and, and one of the things that like um, I did you did you ask me like kind of how I'm like finding all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to say so this is something I want to tell you is like I was thinking about how like there's what's the phrase about like judging a book by its cover. Right? Yeah, you can't you can't judge a book by its cover. I think that the I think the proper way to think about that is you can't always judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like or it's like it's like you know, like or another way to say it would be like it's not always helpful to judge a book by its cover. You're right. But like sometimes I kind of think like I can definitely think of books. And I think of like you know, like music in the same way where it's like I actually can sometimes tell if I'm going to like something by how it looks. Uh huh. <laughs> You mean by like the album cover? Yeah, by the album cover. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? So like, cause I'm just like, uh, there's this music website, Pitchfork, that like, uh-huh. I, like, I just started subscribing to their emails because I was just like, well, I'm, you know, like, I, like, I'll just read, you know, like, I'll see things that they're reviewing. And like, I looked at that one. I looked at the album cover. I was like, that looks kind of cool. 
the first like the headline in it was something like it's like it's a post rock <laughs> opus around a campfire or something. <laughs> I was like, gosh, I like campfires. <laughs> I was like that sounds like exactly like what I want to listen to. And uh, and then like I open it up and it's like the titles of the songs are like Straw Flower, <laughs> Solstice, Equinox. I'm like, right. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised that I like this. It's like, yeah, I really like this. Um, but the song Solstice, mm-hmm. which I kind of have landed on, I was like, I kind of think that's like the song on okay. this. Even though Wheels Roll Home is kind of my 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 that's a jam. You know, um, <laughs> there's a similar like moaning in that song mm-hmm. that like you know like I just kind of like that song's been really helpful to me. You know, in this yeah, time, for like in a similar way. Yeah. Uh, and like but it but it's kind of like in the context of this whole album and I listen to that album like you know like you know like you know almost every day yeah um the other uh the other song that I think comes to mind and I think that's from the um from the that playlist mm-hmm. is the uh is the one is do the do the right thing do the right thing visionary. yeah yeah um that like the more that I listened to it, I wasn't really thinking about it at the time, but that's the one that's kind of like most on the nose for, mm-hmm. you know, for, I kind of feel like the, the PMA relationship right now, like the relationship yeah. with Ryan. Yeah. And, like, just like, that's all, it's just like very lyrically poignant. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, there's kind of like a lot of screaming. I think there might be two different vocalists. <laughs> and so it's kind of conversational. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, you know, just kind of like, you know, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know if I can like name like lyrics specifically, like right in this moment, but like, there's just a lot about it. Like, you know, the, the kind of the, the climax of the song is like, when he's just like screaming, like, you got to get out now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you exactly. know, like that one is, you know, <laughs> I kind of found that like, that one's been kind of a fun one to like sing along to, mm-hmm. um, like in the car by myself mm-hmm. um so those are the you know like <laughs> but that one just like something about that one it just like I it just kind of occurred to me that the more I've like been listening to that to that playlist is like oh gosh this is this, I really like this was like this a is the song yeah <laughs> yeah I definitely felt that way about that one also I was just like whoa <laughs> yeah it's almost like sometimes I'm almost like I want to be careful yeah <laughs> how much I listen to this or, right yeah, but anyway so those are yeah I would say like those are the kinds of songs yeah um, yeah I like it um so I'm gonna ask you a question now yeah all right did you listen to theory of ice um I listened to it through once I, that one was yeah. not, I didn't get as much of a chance to listen through that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one, I just, I was kind of curious. That's not I really like the whole question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a yes or no question. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just kind of wondering because like, uh, just because it's like, it's all about water. Yeah. And like what you were saying about water mm-hmm. um, earlier just makes me think that like, you know, it's just, it's sort of a, I don't know, I guess like, so did, have, did you like read all those reviews on Pitchfork? No. Lights and green and gold. So no. let me ask you this. Okay. Okay. So between 
Um, so this is this is the question. I heard. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so you know how because like they do their rating system, they have it's like up to ten. You know, right. you know they have like a scale, and it's like by tenths, right? So like, uh -huh. get like an eight point four or a six point two. Right, whatever, right, right. So between the, those three albums, right, Green mm -hmm. to Gold, Theory of Ice, and A Billion Little Lights, what do you think? Like, sort of, the, I guess the question is sort of like, what do you think? How do you think they rated those? in terms of like which one got the best rating and how would you rate them for yourself? Wow. <laughs> ah. And I'll tell you, I know what they all got in my head. Yeah, well, the thing is though, okay, so how would they rate them? I don't know. I mean, I've really never read much that they've done except for like, parts of articles that you've sent or just and like I'm not asking them. you to guess what they got. I'm just like oh. asking you like put them in order. Put them in order for them and then for me. Yeah. Okay. For them, I think I think I would say probably green and gold. Um Sierra Vice and then Billion Little Lights. Is how they would do it? Yeah. Yeah. But, how, but what about for you? For me, I think I think Billion Little Lights, then Green and Gold, then Theory of Ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you thought I was said? I wasn't sure what you were going to yeah. say. Like you've listened to Theory of Ice the least. And so. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. I listened to that the least. Um, but yeah. I think musically is that the, is that the word? What word have you been using? Not music. Sonically is what I've been saying. What was it? Sonically. 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 I I I like um, billion little lights the most. Yeah. Like that. Like, um, and and the thing about Theory of Ice is it's almost like not all of the songs, but most of the songs are more. It's it's like poetry being yeah, it's read. Like right like it's spoken word throughout it and so it's I, to me it's like on a whole different like it's a, it's in a different category yeah than these two albums you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh, i also think <laughs> i also think the content of theory of ice like i mean not to say that like relationships aren't important and have like you know, wait to them and so on and so forth. But like the content of Theory of Ice feels so much more like deep. Yeah. Like, about you know, water. it's about water. It's not just like, it's not, it's about water. <laughs> like, it's, it's like dense. There's a density to it. Yeah. Like yes. That's it's exactly the word. Like there's a density to it where with um, the other two, it's, it's just different. Like I said, it's a different category. Like it's a different, it's almost a different art form or it's yeah. a different flavor of the same art form I'll say. Yeah. So, so uh, Pitchfork gave Theory of Ice an 8.0. Okay. Which is like pretty good. Yeah. And um, I would categorize that album too. Like, you know how I've talked to you about how like, um, you know, like, like Tracy Chapman's debut album, mm -hmm. um, like Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, how mm -hmm. like these like, this music that's put out by like, you know, like in those two cases, like black women, but like, you know, like um, the artist who, I don't know how to pronounce this woman's name, but like 
you know, she's indigenous mm-hmm. and like music that's put out by like women of color. I think like sometimes like I, it's just like, it is on a different plane. Yeah. Like things that get tapped into. And like, I just think of like how, like sometimes I just, it's like, well, this music is really important. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important. Right. You know, even if it's not like, you know, it's like, it's not like, as you know, like easy to listen to necessarily as like, right. but I like put that, I put theory of ice, like in that category, The you know, and what I was going to say is the other thing that like, you might want to listen to, cause it came up in that podcast and that's so processing podcast. Mm. They were talking about Solange mm-hmm. and they right. referenced two different albums. And I've only, I've only really gotten into one of those, mm-hmm. but it's called a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And like, I would put that album also in the category of like, this is the most important album, like of the decade yeah. you know, of the, of the 2010s. Like yeah. there's, you know, like there's no doubt in my mind that like, that's the, like, if someone was going to say like, what's the best album of that decade? It's like, that's the one because it's amazing. Like, you know, and like what she's talking, but like, you know, there's a ton of N words in it and mm-hmm. like, you gotta be ready to listen to it. It's like, I mean, it's no joke, you know, right. Like, right. And it's really serious, but it's just like, it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Powerful. So I, you, know, like, you might, yeah, you might want to listen to that one. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but it, I kind of like, to me, like theory of ice is like in that group to me mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. Like, you know, at, at this point. Yeah. Uh, and then they rated, um, they rated a billion little lights, I think one tenth of a point higher than than green to gold. I think it was like oh, 4, really? 7.5 and 7.4. Okay. So they're almost, you know, like almost identical. Yeah. And I don't know, I just want to say like green to gold is like a concept album. I mean, like it's funny because like I've been listening to a lot. Sarah's, Sarah likes it too, but like she hasn't listened to it as much as I have. Yeah. Um, and she's been, you know, like she was like, which Equinox do you think they're time? I'm like, it's the summer Equinox, like the whole album. It's like it's free to gold. It's summer to fall. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, just like to me, like I think part of the reason it's resonated so much with me is like I've kind of been saying it's like, well, I'm sort of like in this green to gold phase of my life, mm-hmm. where you know, like I know you are, you know, uh, uh, you know, a spring chicken who just turned three. <laughs> yeah. But, like now that I'm in my 40s, I kind of feel like I'm just like in this sort of like, you know, like it's like sort of this middle age transition it feels mm-hmm. more real to me than, especially <laughs> just because of like the current situation yeah. like making this huge you know right. like transition right now at this at this particular moment in my life yeah so, yeah um yeah thanks for letting me talk so much about music I know that's that great i'm glad we actually got to talk about it um yeah do you want to just share like any just any memories like any farm memories I think that's the real like last question for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah, my last question was, was in a similar vein, so we can go back and forth a little bit. Um, you know, the one thing that I've been thinking about that, so, you know, how on, on Google photos where they're like, a year ago and then you click through and like you see photos right like all this sort of stuff some days I like it some days I don't like it um (laughs) and but this one picture that keeps coming up is about a little earlier than this time last year we had built the pump house shed 
to go on top of the pump yeah. at Kiesler. And I took a picture of it, you know, it down by the water with some daffodils blooming. And I like that picture makes me so happy. Mm. Like, especially, okay, so we, right, we built this pump house because for the last two seasons, we've had different issues with the pump and we've, you know, realized related to water somehow getting into the pump, right? And we built this pump house and it did what we wanted it to do. Like we didn't have any troubles with the pump last season, right? Like we, we never had any issues. Um, And I like that picture just reminds me of that. It reminds me of like, uh, well, first of all, like the progression of our experience of, of, of watering the fields, like getting water. I, I remember like the time we got the pump to work and watching that water just gushing out of those, <laughs> yeah. out of those hoses, right? Like out of those lay flats. I was just like, there was this moment where it was just like, oh my gosh, this is all possible. You know what I mean? It was just like, this is all possible. We have water. <laughs> um and then, and then seeing that, like that pump house and knowing that the rest of the season, we had no troubles with that pump. And like, we solved the problem. Like we solved a, like a real serious problem we had and, and it worked and that I don't, that I just, am so satisfied. Like just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, there was a, so the, what I want to add to like that memory and like, cause it's, it's the same kind of like satisfaction was like the, the um even like the the morning we went over there to to build it mm-hmm. was like this morning where like we or no maybe it was an afternoon I can't remember but whenever we built it mm-hmm. we um had just like enough time like where we finished right when we needed to leave like we didn't have to leave it half done and come mm-hmm. back to it we like got there we like took our time setting up and we did, you know, like, mm-hmm. and we were like, it was just you and me. And like, when we built that thing and like, I just remember like, you know, getting in the truck, driving away, it was finished. Mm-hmm. We hadn't like set it up yet, but it was just like, we'll take right. it out and we come. It was like this great stopping point. And just, I remember feeling really satisfied in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you knew you knew it was going to be okay like it was just like ah it was a great morning like oh what a great day at work you know like it was just like yeah satisfaction yeah so much satisfaction um and the other thing I've also been thinking about and and it's sort of this like you know silver lining perspective of stuff um so last year like we had a terrible terrible um winter squash season like we got nothing practically out of I don't do we get anything I don't think we got anything and we planted how many bed feet like 300 times four yeah 1200 bed feet of got nothing out of that and you know in a normal year that would have been pretty devastating like to not have that and thinking on it, and it, it, it is still sad. Like there's so much we could have done with them and so on and so forth, but there's something about the blessing to me <laughs> was thinking of like 
just thinking about how we would have like what would we have done if we had if if we had had a really good crop of all of that heavy winter squash like of course we would have figured out a way and like gotten some people and da, da, like all this sort of stuff. But at the time when we would have been harvesting, that was honestly one of the hardest moments, like in, in a sense where it was just like, we knew we were getting laid off. Like we, it was just like, well, what, what, like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to wrap this up? And, and we didn't, we didn't have to harvest thousands of pounds of winter squash. And there's something in it that I'm just like, grateful for looking back on it i'm 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 grateful we had a failed crop <laughs> i don't know yeah. it's, no. just thinking about the year before and all that summer squash we pulled out of that garden i mean it was that was a lot of weight as yeah that was huge it was huge so um there's so many i mean yeah that's probably good. We have to go pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but if, if you were going to ask me a similar question, mm -hmm. what's funny is the kind of the memory that I wanted to talk about. And I actually have a specific question for you about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> is uh, it's funny just because it's the same, like it's the same spot. Okay. It's the, you know, like uh, the, the pump house and by the creek at Keesler. Yeah. Um, but like one of my like favorite memories is the day that we went over there and that tree had fallen um, <laughs> and it had and to block, um, you know, like it, to where we had to, you know, there was this huge tree that had fallen that luckily didn't fall on the pump or the pump house and knock it on the water or damage it or anything, but like right next to it, right in front of yeah. the pathway. And we, um had gone over there I guess it's probably to irrigate or something mm -hmm. but it was just like we had to immediately just like clear that out and we didn't have a chainsaw you know and so just, right. just to get to it and so I remember like um you know like I just I and I think what I love about this memory and why it's like a fun memory for me is just like it's like one of these things when you just kind of get totally lost in the task in front of you mm -hmm. and not really lost maybe is the is the right were but just like so immersed in something that kind of like there's just nothing else yeah. except like what's right in front of you um and i can so i can remember like i was just like sawing limbs off of this tree trying to like clear it so that we could get to it later and i was just it kind of when i was thinking about this memory and how much like i like just like it's just one of these where it's like it's probably the middle of the summer it's hot you know, like just sweating and like just working really hard and like kind of realizing it's like I don't even remember what you were doing because <laughs> like we only have one saw right what were you do you remember like were you just like trying to get the pump going no I I was in the field I went to the field because one of us was supposed to go and get and get the irrigation started, right? Like, and one of us was going to be doing something in the field. The thing is, I don't remember exactly what time of year that was. I thought that we were there together the whole time <laughs> and that you were doing something else like right there that I just, but maybe you, maybe I was alone. I, I think, I think you were alone because, because there, there wasn't anything else I could do. And I remember, I remember being in the field. I remember I wasn't down there. Okay. You know, we had decided you were going to take care of this. 
and I was going to go take care of something else. I don't remember what so, it was. So, you, so yeah, you were like, you were just in the field. Okay. Yeah. So, like in my mind, you were just like also there, like doing something else. <laughs> no, no. I remember, I remember you were the one who cleared that because when I came back, I was like, whoa, you got a lot done, <laughs> like without a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's but it was just, you know, th so th that memory of just kind of like yeah. when you kind of, you know, just getting somewhere, looking around and being like, oh, like this has to happen now. Or, right. you know, like we can't like we can't water this garden again until right. we figure this out yeah. and just kind of like, you know, it's like, OK, so this is the next, you know, like hour <laughs> or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's that's just a really good memory because it's just, you know, it's like just you know, yeah, like the physical exertion of it mm -hmm. and, the, and the satisfaction at the end, right. you know, all and that. the per I mean, the purpose of it is to have water, like, yeah, right. <laughs> what else is there? So <laughs> to get the water. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, I'd say that's like one of the, one of the memories that came mm -hmm. to me that just like really stands out, just like all that. Yeah. And yeah. just like and just the pre you know, just like you know, being like present with that task. It's like mm -hmm. oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. I think um we've gotta go because I've gotta help with the kids and just okay. So I think you said you've got a closing. Yeah. Can I yeah, I'll I'll do a closing for us. So um this some other folks from CLT might remember this. We've done it at different points in time. In our in meetings or in gatherings, and in the Islamic tradition, there's a um, there's a chapter from from the Quran that that is commonly read by those who have gathered um, when you're leaving a space or leaving a meeting, meeting leaving a gathering. And so, what I'd like to do as we leave this podcast space um, is to read this chapter. I'll read it in Arabic, and then I will read it in English as well. And then we can close up and just get myself situated. Okay, and um, the name of the chapter is, um, is Time, by, by the Time. Okay, I'll match it's watching. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Well, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٍ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ In the name of God, universally merciful, the singularly compassionate, I swear by what remains of time that surely the human being is at a loss except for those who faithfully believe and perform good deeds and counsel one another to the truth and counsel one another to steadfast patience. That's great. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Thanks, Will. <laughs>